Well, I might just be a humble southern lawyer, but I do declare. Let me just uh, reposition myself on my roid pillar and I'll get all comfortable. You might be a redneck if you're sitting on a roid pillow. <laughs> I'm just going to keep no, the the, uh, the 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 sling blade face. That's what I'll do for the rest of this episode. Oh, that's it. Said his face hurt at the end of a day of filming. But anyway, we're getting we got, we off got, track already. We got faces for radio, baby. That's right. Actually, I should just talk to myself. You are a very beautiful human being. Oh, thank you, babe. You're welcome, honey. I, hey, guys, we're recording. And by guys, I just, mean, I just mean you and me. <laughs> for the moment for the for moment, moment but soon but soon we are cinematic suffering welcome back to another episode of bits and chunks and we just we just both put our hands up at the same time like it was pre-planned synergy it's uh you know astral projection it's becoming a uh, more fluent and uh, uh, all involved and spiritual as we do continue on this uh, horror quest here that's right as it does so I am Jason, and that is Clay over there, and uh, we're gonna just going to talk about some bitties and chunkies uh, over the the week or so since our last episode, what we've seen, what we may see, uh, what I haven't seen that you may have seen, who knows where this will lead us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's an off the cuff. It's our most podcasty of our podcast endeavors, which I kind of like it because uh, who knows what might happen. It might go totally off the rails, which is where the beauty happens. Expletives uh, start getting flung left and right. Bodily fluids spewed all around the room. It, it gets yes. a little gross. Yes, it does. Indeed, indeed. But yes, this is our horror movie podcast. And um, I don't know what I was pontificating about uh, horror in general and the many things that I appreciate about it. And um, I don't know if we've tackled this subject before, but one thing I like about horror is that you find it when you find it. Uh, a lot of other, especially mainstream movies, are kind of topical. It's kind of like, well, you know, why are we talking about whatever? Uh, Polka Man, that's, that came out a month ago and we were on to something else. Uh, horror is relevant when you come to it. You know, some of the language that the characters and actors use might be uh, unfashionable in today's world. It might hit your ears wrong, but you discover a film like Cabin Fever if you hadn't seen it yet. And it's still the same classic that it is today that it was when it premiered. Yeah, it's a it's it's a good point that you know you see like the the flash in the pans and that goes for uh, some of the more I think some of the dumber horror movies. I I, I immediately go to Boogeyman, the the recent <laughs> iteration, yeah. which was a t entirely forgettable movie, which is you know all horrible for all the wrong reasons. And there's a, a certain some of these movies are just ageless and some some yeah. may not seem to age well you can go back you you, you can have your rose tinted glasses and go back and say oh well maybe this didn't hold up as well as as it did back when i was younger but i think you, you mentioned cabin fever that you know there's some stuff stuff in that movie that is total totally bonkers and off the wall and it yeah. still holds up it's still fun to watch um there's like even nightbreed you know yeah, you're doing a retrospective on Nightbreed, working on that one, and that's one we both. Ha I think I had rose-colored glasses when I yeah, was thinking definitely. about it, and then I read your 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 review of it, and then I was like, let me go back and rewatch it again, and I was just like, 
yeah, he's got some points going on here. Well, yeah, no, no, no spoilers or anything, but yeah, we are working on a uh, retrospective of, of Nightbreed, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, it's taken me a minute because uh, I don't know if you have all noticed, but we've got some uh, specific artwork that we have in our thumbnails and all that stuff is hand-drawn. So we've got a little bit extra of that coming up for the uh, retrospective on Clive Barker's Nightbreed. And it takes a little bit longer to put out. So we're working hard on that. And I know you're uh, putting a, a lot of extra work in on the editing. So you know, we work hard for y'all. That's, that's what we're getting at. So Clay, did you, uh, wh- what have you seen lately? Uh, I, we kind of like bounced some movies back and forth to each other. Yeah. About what we've seen and what we haven't seen over the week. Um, well, I watched, it's weird. I've been kind of movie-less, uh, for a a little bit. I did check out Viking Wolf. You had mentioned that one. So I wanted to check that out. So we were on the same page, uh, more or less. Um, you had mentioned that you'd seen the Pope's Exorcist. I don't know if we've talked about that. We might've touched on it. Uh, you know, people can either choose to, to endure another round of the Pope's Exorcist if they like. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited to, I finally got my uh, DVDs or Blu-rays rather from Italy for the uh, in Hotel Inferno trilogy, which I'm looking forward to checking that out. That's uh, by the same company that put out Adam Chaplin. I've been over the moon with them since I discovered Adam Chaplin. And, uh, you know, one of their other movies that I have watched that they put out was called Tater City, which was just bonkers. So I, I wanted to check it out. Yeah, Tater City. It's a dystopian movie about uh, can- <laughs> society has decided that cannibalism is, is totally cool. And okay. it's just, yeah, it looks like it was made for twelve and a half dollars, but it was still it had a lot of heart and just some of the most like gnarly gore that you've ever seen. It's just All relentless. Right. So, uh, you know, as soon as I discovered Necrostorm, the thing about them is, is that you have to you can't just get their movies easily. I had to wait for my movies to come through customs. It's a big, long pain in the ass. Yeah. So hopefully it's worth it. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I mean, it's only gotten a one percent rating on on Rotten Tomatoes and two star rating on IMDb, so it should be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I know this is the kind of stuff I seek out. Like, ooh, it looks like the Guar guys made this. This will be a, a fun thing to endure. Let's let's watch this. <laughs> well, I mean, judging from you know, the, I haven't seen Adam Chapman just yet, but uh, from your description in the theatrical trailer, the Hotel Inferno has got to be on that level too. Yeah, it looks like a yeah. it looks like a first person. Basically, all three of them are first person shooter movies. So okay. if you like Doom, it's like that, but in a movie. So we'll see. It's probably going to be pretty damn bad, but you know, <laughs> bad is subjective. Yeah, bad is totally subjective. And speaking of bad, I was at the um, uh, in Ontario, California. They had a horror convention. They called it cool. Creep. Creep IE because IE stands for Inland Empire in in Southern California, so it's Creep IE or Creepy Con. Ah, clever. Yeah, uh, yeah, very clever, very clever. So we had we had tickets to to go to Mon- to Sunday. There was two days, Saturday and Sunday, and the first time we went to this convention was back in February, and it was packed to the gills on Sunday. Oh, cool. That and it was just like lying around the build around the arena. It was that no, the convention center, just to get in. And yeah. so we were kind of anticipating, you know, kind of 
pumping ourselves up that we're gonna have to go through the same kind of waiting period and then when we drove the convention center there's no line wrapped around the block there's plenty of parking available and you know then you start getting suspicious like hey what's going on now is this thing is it closed gonna suck all of a sudden yeah is it gonna suck all of a sudden but no it still had uh, some great celebs there it had uh uh something mcbraid from (laughs) from the boys uh he played the the nerdy dude who got his girlfriend blowns up in the first episode. Yeah, she gets just atomized by a bus. No, no, by the guy who runs really fast or whatever. Oh yeah, A Train. Yeah, A Train just runs right through her. her. <laughs> he just left there standing or holding her arms. It was pretty brutal. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, who else was there? Uh, the. Uh, Several other people that would you would recognize, uh, yeah. Rose McGowan, Jenna Elfman was there. I, I assume she must be doing an, a horror movie or something. But it was unusual to see Jenna Elfman there because I'm used to seeing her in like comedies like yeah. Darman, Darman Greg or something. And yeah, so all these kind of random. So we didn't get to meet anybody because, you know, they wanted cash to, you know, for an autograph and stuff. And we, we stay away from the hard cash around there. So, yeah, just, I'm. I understand. Like I have in the past, and I don't really regret it, especially when it comes to Jeffrey Combs. I paid for a um, autograph from him. God knows where it is. I think I immediately mu- must have thrown it to the Atlanta <laughs> wind. It was at Dragon Con one year. And um, I, I might have mentioned it before. Jeffrey Combs was the nicest, coolest dude. And it's yeah. and it's so fun when you when that's the case, because it's like, man, it would have been disappointing if you turned it, if you were kind of a pretentious a-hole yeah. and I ended up not liking you because if you're a horror fan and you don't like Jeffrey Combs, then you're probably not a horror fan. Yeah, 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 for sure. That'd be a great moment to meet him. I, I was kind of regretting a little bit not going and drawing out some cash from the old ATM to meet, you know, I, Jack Jack Quaid is the person I'm thinking of from the boys. The, the Oh, yeah. Because um, I, I really enjoy his humor and he's on like one of my favorite podcasts, Comedy Bang Bang. So or he has been on there a couple of times and it's, he's always pretty funny to listen to. So just see if I was, I was going to fanboy, but he actually had a really long line compared to some of the other celebrities. So I was like, eh, who needs it? I just, it's weird. Well, I'll, I'll go to dragon con and the, you know, the same people hell like last time when I went there, it was, it's been several years now. Uh, the actor you were just mentioning was there sitting right next to Carl Urban. Is that his name? Judge Dredd himself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, wow. And I just, I treat them like uh, giraffes at the zoo, like that beautiful, <laughs> beautiful creature over there. Let's keep it moving. Like it's, <laughs> it's gotta be a real specific person before I'm going to stand in line. And I don't know. It's yeah. weird. I just don't like that interaction. Sometimes it makes it, it's, I think it's inherently this moment where you are more worthy than I am. You have more value than I do. And I am here to pay money for the privilege of talking to you. And I just don't, I don't like that. I don't like that, that kind of interaction for some reason. Yeah, it's, it is a weird interaction. And I've always felt uncomfortable approaching celebrities like that. And I've seen, I've seen quite a few, not just at horror conventions, but out in the wild as well, um, where you see them, and they know they see you, but just to keep them, you know, just say, you know, yeah, I don't even say anything. I was like, I just kind of like, oh, that's so and so from that show. And <laughs> I don't approach them because I, I know they they just want to be out and have a regular time and not be accosted. And and uh, I've seen them. I've seen them. I, they, I remember that show, The League. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the whole cast from the league was at this bar that we were uh, at several years ago. And, you know, you know, Nick Kroll and all these guys, Jason Manzukas, and they were having a good time and party. And some people would come up to them and say, hey, can we get a picture with you? And they would turn them down and say, says, you know, if we have to get a picture to you, we have to give a picture to everyone. And there's a lot of people in the bar, so they didn't want to have to deal with it. So, yeah. And I, I could understand it. And the fan walked away dejected. But I was like, uh, I kind of get it. Um, I, I it, yeah, it, 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 it's weird. Celebrity is one of those things. It seems like in a way, in a small way, it's a little bit of a curse once it happens. And it's something that, yeah. you know, entertainers strive for. But I think well, that's there's... the beauty of podcasting is that no one really cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just staying on just a little bit on subject is that I remember going to, uh, you know, Chris Elliott, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Elliott, I, I've been a fan of Chris Elliott since he was on the David Letterman show and since he had, you know, Get Alive and uh, his movies that he's done. I always thought his humor was really irreverent and eccentric and odd. And I it always kind of felt in mood with my kind of so I've always been a fan of him. And then around 2013, 2012, uh, they were remember that, that show Eagle Heart that used to be out. Not really, not really. It was just like like a short thing on, I think it was on Adult Swim, where it was like 10 or 15 minute show. It was just pure weird ass comedy from Chris Elliott. Yeah, it's probably in line with those other weirdos that are on that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they had a screening of like the second season at this small uh, uh, movie theater in LA. So I went by myself and I went there and I had like my copy of Cabin Boy on DVD. I was like, on the off chance that I do get a chance to meet him, uh, I'm just going to you know, ask him for his autograph. So we go through the whole thing, and everyone's getting up and leave, and Chris is just kind of standing there with his phone and just looking at his phone, and no one is around him. No one's coming up to talk to him. His I don't know if he even has the handlers at that point. And so I was just like walked up, and I had my copy, and say, hey, Chris, I'm a huge fan. Could I get a your autograph on my DVD? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he's like, what's your name? And he, I was like, Jason. He's like, Jason, these pipes are clean on, on the <laughs> oh, DVD. Cool. I was like, and it was like starstruck. I was like, well, thank you so much. And I thanked him for his work. And he's like, well, thank you for being a fan and just the nicest person. And, you know, of course, I wasn't punishing him with questions about everything that he did. I yeah. just got the autograph, said hello, and then left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't think you have to be in the entertainment uh, like game, even on the low level for too long before you have at least one creepy fan. And yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing? You're not calling me that, are you? No, no. What I'm saying is, is that but you I don't want to be that. Like that's the, <laughs> like that, that. I think that that's probably why. It's, it's like, oh, I don't want to be like person X over here who I've had to get a restraining order against. Yeah, we would call them. We out in the wild when you know we go play shows or something, and you know people would be punishers. We call them punishers. They would just want to know all the story behind recording things or oh. uh, if we had like if we had like a famous guitarist kind of playing on an album or something they would ask us all about questions about that guitarist and you know it's just like oh, i don't want to talk about this anymore but well yeah and and if you're like oh man i don't really want to that's a new fucking uh, oh yeah then you're a dick yeah that's, that's how it works <laughs> well did you did you get any cool merch that's that's the reason to go to those things I did. I got a. I got some cool shirts from Paul Bearer Press, which is a really great. I, oh, I, yeah. Free free promotion on them, but the guy has some great artwork, and I bought a shirt 
specifically from them. Uh, several shirts, several prints the, uh, from artists, from original prints that we bought cool. that they, they drew on. So we bought some from authentic art, which is always nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, just an overall really good time. We actually spent longer there this this weekend than we did the first weekend, just because there wasn't so many people that you're rubbing and bumping elbows yeah. into that you could just kind of like freely now walk around. Not to say That's there cool. weren't a lot of people there. There were a lot of people, but just not jammed up like sardines. Oh, that sounds cool, man. I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that sounds like some of the stuff that I need to start kind of poking around into more and more, especially now that we're getting deeper into the podcast horror world. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, let's uh, let's, let's, let's take a pivot back and uh, sure. let's 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 talk about Viking Wolf just brief, briefly. <laughs> Briefly. Yeah. <laughs> English is more harder. Yeah. Viking Wolf uh, 2022 is a Norwegian horror uh, thriller directed by Stig Svensson and uh, starring Liv. Uh, I, I'm not mm-hmm. good at these uh, Ouija names. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Ouija uh, names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ellie uh, Muller Osborne, author such as such. a lot of people in this movie. Anyway, it's a Norwegian uh, uh not a vampire, but a werewolf. Yeah, it's very hard to remember the iconic <laughs> horror movies, monsters. But it's a uh, it's 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 a werewolf movie uh, in the Norwegian style, and um, it was under your recommendation because you'd watched it. Uh, well, I wanted to get what's your take on it. I'll give you mine. Well, when I come, when I say recommendation, <laughs> it, it well, sounds like uh, that I'm actually <laughs> more of a fact <laughs> that I hey I watched this movie. Uh, maybe you should check it out too. Just to, maybe we're probably on the same page with it. Um, I think it was filmed fine. I think the sound design was great. It, it, it suffered from a horrific uh, CGI wolf. Yeah, uh, there were there were parts where there were some actual practical effects used, which was cool to see that. Um, but it, it fell way short of the mark that I thought it was going to be that it, it was, it started off as a slow burn and it was a slow burn pretty much, pretty much up until the last 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Have you noticed that those, uh, I don't know if it was specifically made for Netflix, but a lot of horror movies that have been made recently, especially the ones that you see on Netflix, they look like they were filmed by the exact same crew with the exact same post-production approach, the same like uh, color cues, the same framing. Uh, and oh my it God. May, it's almost like AI is doing all the post-production or something. Maybe they put in a bunch Maybe. of AI. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Norwegian horror movie. It's like, okay, <laughs> your color palette is a dark uh, saturated brown and uh, some reds and some blues to offset yeah. it, you know, cool down those shadows. It's, and it, I, and uh, they are, these modern horror movies are killing me with the establishing shots. It's like, I know that it takes place in a building and that people <laughs> live in a town. Did you show me that, that town one more friggin' time? I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I know where we are. It, it was just, they were killing me with the, the establishing shots. And it was, it, it, it ripped off other horror movies, other werewolf oh, yeah. movies and that did it vastly better like watching it just made me want to watch better uh, werewolf movies yeah. like you know ginger snaps or dog soldiers or the howling or silver bullet or American yeah. werewolf in london or company of wolves or teen it's wolf like, and, and you know what and it's the the werewolf movies that pull that off um where you know who the wolf is you know what's going to happen like american werewolf in london you 
you just follow this guy's journey until he finally turns into a wolf. But the the way the story was told and everything that happened in between was done so inter- with a lot of entertaining pieces. And then you see this movie has some similarities similarities to American Werewolf in London. Yeah. I was just really kind of like I, I haven't seen a werewolf movie where it gives that impression of mysteriousness to it. Yeah, like I thought. I thought at the very beginning, there's a werewolf running around in the backwoods of Norway. Who is it? You know, is it this guy who's it, who's disguised as a werewolf that's walking, that's ravaging the village? And who are they going to discover? And it, it you don't you don't get that information, I, I guess, in this wow. culture or this this whatever, whether we're doing with this werewolf theory is that once you change into a werewolf, you're you're a, an animal and you can't go back. That's, that's yeah. how it is. So I was hoping for some mystery like in silver bullet that's silver bullet was amazing with who's the werewolf who's the werewolf and then we see the big reveal of who it is not a werewolf but you know the sign who it is you're like oh i can't believe that was a werewolf you know and it just lacked that mystery that you now that the main werewolf's dead you don't see it change into a human you don't see it do anything and then you know this girl's gonna eventually change into a werewolf and then it just it just becomes plotty and boring after that. Oh, it, it, it was leading up to that and then through it. Like if you're going to have it's it's a monster movie that was typical in the way that a lot of monster movies are, is that there was a, a shameful deficit of monster like the, yeah. the CG. It's one of those films where you kind of have to just be like, all right, there's going to be a CGI werewolf. you see a CGI werewolf right from the beginning, the actual tit titular vikings have it under their arm like oh yeah bring this thing back to the mainland and it's just it's just so monstery like if you put that if you put that snarling demon on the boat i'm gonna hack your head off (laughs) i'm not bringing that to the mainland so but it's okay so a movie like that is is bolstered by it dependent on the human characters like in silver bullet you have uh uh cory haim and in you know, American Werewolf in London, you have whoever that actor is, I forget his name, but it's yeah. just an all-star cast. And you're brought through it. The werewolf is almost a plot device more than it's the thing. And the characters are so droll in this. None of their motivations make sense. And they're yeah. just, they're uh, they're not memorable. And I'm not going off on some kind of like, you know, <laughs> male <laughs> rant here, this typical like misogynist rant, but every male character in this film is so pitifully weak. Like the the, the male cop is like oh, about to throw up every time he sees a body and the female sheriff is like, get out of my way. I'm going to get elbow deep into the gore. Right? Like she's the only one that's, that's got you know it's you know it's weird that i don't remember any specific male characters in the movie off the top of my head uh, i knew who you're talking about now yeah but i know that you know when the, the the sheriff took off to go look for the wolf and they left like a bunch of disposable hunters around the, to get <laughs> oh, the, those guys. but you know they, they they just don't they didn't show anything so all you no. see is like the wolf doing stuff and not really attacking these guys and and another weird point they made in the movie, and I don't know if you caught this, but she said she was from Sweden, like her and her daughter were from Sweden. And I'm like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Why? Why did you say you're from Sweden? I, unless you're a Norwegian watching the film, and you're like, hey, that's not a real Norwegian accent. 
you know? <laughs> it's like, hey, we're Americans watching this. It's all the same place. <laughs> it's all the same. You know? <laughs> both both of you are represented in, in Death Clock, you know? Like, I, we were sitting there watching it, and Carrie was like, is this Switzerland? I'm like, no, you're thinking Squizgar. Think Toki. <laughs> so, it's more of a Toki film. Yeah. I know. This is what, another one that was kind of like Leave, where is this yeah. uh, the confusion of where who who – <laughs> who are these people and where are they from? It's not like their ethnicities really have any meaning, but it's, you, I don't know. I, I thought they were German at first. I thought it was a German movie at first. <laughs> I, I, it might sake. well have been as, as <laughs> just stoic as they were. My God, it, it, it was a missed opportunity. It's, it's a movie that could have focused on the obvious thing, and it's been done a million times, but the obvious thing is, okay, it's a teenage girl. She's awkward and has all the teenage girl problems, and she's becoming a werewolf. That's a perfect analogy for yeah. this change of life that we all go through. They, no, it's, it's right there in front of you. We're not even going to do anything <laughs> with it. No, uh, I'm not mean, that they- good. Yeah, they they had some they had some okay actual practical effects when during her official change. Uh, that wasn't you, bad. That, that that's where it redeemed itself a bit when it werewolfed out. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, that's cool. At least they didn't show this whole CGI transformic change or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was disappointed because I I love my classic horror mo- monster movies. Yeah, vampire, me too. Vampires and werewolves. Uh, I'm I'm hoping if we're a good mummy movie, maybe one of these days that doesn't involve Tom Cruise. But it'd be it, nice. But they they've managed to screw it up every yeah. time. I you know, and I I like the actors that are in those ones. Everybody loves those Brandon Fraser mummy movies. I don't get it, man. I think that they're goofy as hell. I've I thought maybe I saw the first one and then I was like, I don't think I even saw two or three. The next two. Same so, movie. It's yes. Just, even for the time, even when they came out, they were uh, goofy and cartoony looking yeah. and, and wacky. It was like Scooby-Doo or something. Yeah. I want to see like some serious, a serious gritty version of, you know, the mummy, uh, not, not the CGI over the top action pack uh, thing that, that Cruz or even Fraser put out years ago. And, you know, they kind of did that with the Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Uh, which was, I thought it was an okay film that was kind of true to the original material in a way. Um, it was a lot better than Wolf when Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. They they figured, we got Jack Nicholson. Just jut your lower jaw out, Jack, and act all Jack Nicholson-y, and that's all we need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to if anyone has any like good recommendations on werewolf Please. films because because I love I like I said I love the classic monsters, and you know I've seen a couple like tongue in cheek comedy werewolf films like Wolf Cop, which was oh, yeah. which was highly enjoyable. But, it was. You know, it's not a it's not a gritty silver bullet you know kind of thing. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Well, we're, I feel like we're spoiled because we came up during the time of, you know, like A Company of Wolves was a, a relevant film when, when yeah. we were young. Uh, the Howling was, was you know, out. that We had some really good. And then later on, Dog Soldiers was a pretty damn Dog good Soldiers. werewolf movie. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that was like really kind of the last werewolf movie I can think off the top of my head that really blew me away. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. The werewolf designs were killer, you know, like there's a lot of action. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, we're definitely, I mean, we're, we're not to change gears too violently, but we're getting towards the end of the, hopefully the end of the writer's strike. So hopefully we're going to see 
some more opportunities to be disappointed in the theaters <laughs> to come out and see some a lot more mediocre movies coming out. <laughs> well, fingers crossed those writers have been, you know, patiently at their desks getting all their creativity out and yeah. we'll see something come out in the next couple of years that's Hope so a creative infusion, I should say, of horror. Be very nice. Um but I think uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about as far as uh, not offhand. I need to start watching movies so we have more fodder for, for the <laughs> podcast. But like you said, by all means, if you're watching this and you're enjoying it, like not only leave us a like, which we really appreciate, but throw us some recommendations for horror movies. Tell us what you watched, hated and want us to suffer for because you did uh, loved and want us to talk about it here on the podcast. Yeah. Like let talk to us. Give us some interaction. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, we still haven't come up with a fancy outro where we can we have a catchphrase. So let's just our our old catchphrase was uh, "Life is pain, and so are bad horror movies." Let's but, we gotta we gotta brainstorm something catchier like uh, "Goobity Goobity Goo." Don't do. I can't do it. I can't do spew. it. I got. I got. I got. Yeah. Don't do. spew. That's. I don't think that one's gonna stick either. <laughs> We'll keep we'll keep shopping this around. <laughs> Movies do doopy doo doo. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Bits and Chunks. Right, thanks, y'all.